Welcome to Sports Illustrated's Coronavirus and Sports. This is Luis Miguel Echegaray. Today, the world of college football recruiting. We'll be talking to SI recruitment expert and analyst John Garcia Jr. and dive into the complex, often difficult journey of athletes who dream of college stardom and how the pandemic has immediately affected their future. The world of college football recruiting is complex, with several moving parts in the form of schools, coaches, athletes, and parents, all of whom must come together at the right place and time amidst a sea of hopeful high school athletes looking to take their game to the next level. There's travel, in-person meetings, private workouts, and college camps. Then there's the issue of money, whether the athlete can afford to even take the steps necessary to be seen. Take all of those intangibles into account, then add a global pandemic where games are cancelled, travel is restricted, and the future of organized sports is more unclear than ever. So now what? Joining us now is Director of College Football Recruiting for Sports Illustrated, a college football recruiting analyst, John Garcia Jr. John, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Luis, thanks for having me. John, let's get straight into it. You're deeply embedded in the world of college football recruiting. Normally, this would be the most important time in that process. How has the pandemic disrupted recruitment so far? Man, just just about every single layer of recruiting has changed. Uh, this is the transition period, right? So one recruiting season is ending and it's transitioning to the next one. So, so those prospects who are set to emerge, those kids who have hit a growth spurt, those kids who are ready to show their stuff at the camp scene or on the camp circuit. Now, now they have all of that opportunity lost. Uh, so basically, from a recruiting standpoint, the kids who are sort of stable are the ones who were already established as sophomores and juniors. Um, and as we know, you know, you're talking about teenagers, you know, there's a lot of kids who really uh, ascend physically going from from junior year to senior year. So right now, all of that is being masked because we can't uh, physically go out and evaluate. Uh, but thankfully, technology is helping some of those kids. They're able to, you know, take videos of themselves working out, maybe, uh, you know, dunking a basketball or just showing athleticism in any way to to create interest. But there is no doubt that um, the bulk of, of the country, especially among those prospects who aren't quite yet there, um, they're hurting um, significantly because uh, of this virus and this pandemic. But, uh, you know, usually, like you said, this is the most important time uh, to to get those in-person evaluations that are just so valuable for both the kids and the colleges themselves. Now, John, uh, college football, much like any other sport from high school players that are trying to get into college, not all, but most kids are also coming from different backgrounds, uh, some mostly underprivileged ones. Have you talked to many of them who are also relying on this from an economic standpoint, just getting into college, how, how much of a pressure has this been on them and their families? Well, yeah, it's just it's just less opportunities to to show what you got. Um, I know I know a lot of kids had visits scheduled for this time frame, and, and like you said, you know, when you're talking about an underprivileged kid, that may be a couple of road trips at the most that that you can afford to make in, in terms of an unofficial visit, which are the ones that. The schools uh, do not pay for. So booking a car, hotel, all of that stuff obviously costs money. So a lot of those type of kids are really feeling it at this point. But uh, if if this thing extends 
well into the summer. Um, now you're talking about all of the college camps. So the, the camps that are hosted by each university, May, June, July. Now those um, are sort of the last proving grounds outside of you know high school football itself. And that's really where I think a lot of the resources are allocated for these kids. Cause it's like, if I think I'm good enough to go play at, at Ohio State, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive there. I'm gonna camp in front of those coaches and just show them. And with the Olympics being canceled, um, I mean, gosh, that that certainly doesn't look good uh, for that group uh, of prospects. So uh, they're gonna have to rely on Friday night video and official visits, which is the school, you know, being able to pay for 48 hours on their campus. But there's only five of those, uh, so. It'll certainly limit uh, the evaluation, even from the kids' perspective, uh, for, for those who do have a lot of options. It's going to limit their ability to evaluate as well. So it really, it really hurts both sides. On the other side of that, what are some of the college recruiters doing to get creative? Yes, technology is, is absolutely helping a lot of these programs. You're seeing a ton of virtual tours. Uh, so it's like, hey, you know, this is everything you would get on a visit, you know, take you building to building, you know, talk about your academic presentations. Uh, let's take you to the engineering building, weight room, locker room. This would be the jersey you would wear uh, if you came here kind of thing. So a lot of schools have taken advantage of that. I think Kansas has probably done the best job. They had a virtual junior day. It was like 12 hours uh, where they had kids basically checking in online and staying through, you know, dinner time. So it was truly an all-encompassing day. And then since then, we've seen other schools get creative. Virginia Tech brought in former players to showcase their me favorite memories of of playing at Lane Stadium. Uh, at Texas A&M maybe is is in tune as much as as anyone with college football recruiting. They actually had a Madden tournament between coaches and recruits. So I think that was probably the most engaging way to to dive into connecting with these kids outside of, you know, FaceTime, phone calls and texts. But you're going to see more of that going forward. There's there's really no end in sight for this. And the coaches are, are still obviously, you know, required to recruit. So um, they're going to continue to get creative and use really the unlimited resources that they do have uh, to go and find not only good athletes, but the right athletes for their program and the balls in their court, I would say. So college football is a major business. It's a major factor in youth sports here in the U.S. Are there specific programs or specific types of programs that will be more adversely affected uh, by what's going on right now? Yeah, I think it's the teams that that don't necessarily live in great recruiting areas. So you're talking about the Midwest the Pacific Northwest, the Northern schools in general, it's the schools that are, are more remote, uh, where there aren't, you know, a lot of naturally gifted athletes in their state. I, I think of a Nebraska, which has always had to recruit nationally to become nationally relevant on the field. They suffer completely because there's just not a lot of top kids, you know, in their state, in their region. Um, so, so those off-season activities or those off-season opportunities are typically where kids are able to, to take a longer road trip or or have the parents come along with in the summertime. You know, so if all of that is wiped out, those are the types of programs that will will absolutely suffer more than those in the South, um, in Texas and, and on the West Coast. Basically, the coastal schools will still probably be OK. But but those inland schools, remote schools are, are absolutely going to suffer in this uh, 21 recruiting class. 
John, this narrative, this general narrative that we're getting about, you know, knowledge and understanding and communication of the pandemic has mainly been with grown-ups, adults. But kids, young kids, uh, that's a major factor to try and educate them on how just serious this pandemic is. Do you think that college football recruits, high school kids, specifically in this situation in your field, are, are understanding this pandemic more than others just because of the, of the ser seriousness of, of what they have to go through? Yeah, I think they're starting to. Uh, at first, it was, it was truly what you would expect from a teenager. It was sort of a why me? Why, why are they cutting off my opportunity to shine uh, kind of attitude? But as it's gone on here for a few weeks now, there, there is truly an understanding. Um, and, and the, I guess, optimism has shifted towards, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just kick some ass in, in the fall. You know, so I do think that there is some maturity being shown by a lot of these guys. But, you know, I do think there's still a big chunk that are just waking up every day frustrated that they're unable to, you know, to get out of their bad, you know, neighborhood or bad situation. It's, it's really case by case, but, um, overall it was, it was overwhelming frustration early on and it has shifted some, uh, towards, towards understanding. Um, and, and I've even seen some recruits sharing some of the messages that, uh, you know, the adults of influence have shared, whether it's college coaches or whether it's politicians, senators, mayors, um, CEOs. And I think, you know, as it continues to spread, you know, those kids will continue to adjust accordingly. John, finally, I, I like to ask this uh, with every guest. How has this affected you, both as a professional writer who, who focuses so much on college football recruitment and dealing with these kids, and just a, a person, a human being that, that, that's kind of trying to go through day by day uh, in this situation? H how do you see this? How has this affected you? Well, yeah, professionally, I mean, Uh, the reason I'm in Florida is because this this entire stretch, you know, mid-February into May is always just heavy evaluation camps, high school practices, spring football at their level. So I was basically going to hit the road every single weekend and a couple times during the week um, this entire stretch. So it certainly, you know, uh, gridlocked me uh, inside the house. But I actually grew up in the state of Florida, so personally, um, it, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, but I am concerned, like everybody else. I actually uh, take care of my grandmother, uh, so who's obviously in the vulnerability, uh, you know, demographic with uh, the most vulnerable, I should say, with what's going on. So yeah, I mean, every single practice um, outside of work has has been affected by this. You know, I don't let her go to the grocery store, the gas station, or anything like that. I'm basically, you know, the errand boy for the foreseeable future, which I've, of course I gladly um, accept. But, but yeah, there's, there's really no way to, to not be affected by this professionally or personally. And it's certainly we're, um, you know, we're feeling it on both sides, but, but at the same time, we're really grateful to be able to use the technology to, to continue to do our jobs. So we, I might be working more and writing more now than I would normally be because of all the travel and filming and video photo, all that stuff. So I'm actually probably, you know, getting a little bit better as a writer here uh, in the meantime. So there, there's always, um, you know, some, some silver lining, but it's a, a situation that's affected every element of life. John Garcia, Jr., Director of College Football Recruitment for SI. I wish you and your grandmother the best. Stay safe. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Luis. Great job. There are thousands of high school athletes every year who get recruited into college football programs. 
at a time when futures are usually made clear for prospects around the nation, they now remain cloudier than ever. But as John has told us, technology is allowing for new and creative ways to bring the recruit and recruiter together. And if any good might come of the coronavirus outbreak, the democratization of college football recruiting would be a welcome development. Thanks to John Garcia Jr. for joining me today. We'll continue bringing you these stories throughout the coronavirus crisis. If you like what we're doing, please recommend us to a friend or family member and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps others find the show. You can listen to Coronavirus and Sports for free wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to subscribe or follow us for the latest episodes. Stay safe and we'll see you next time.